Hi, this is Big Talk. Michael Glab here. Well, we've got the third candidate in. As you know, it is a mayoral election season here in Bloomington. We've already had on two candidates for the Democratic nomination for the primary, which is coming up in May. We have had on this show, and you can go to WFHB.org to hear those interviews again. We've had Carrie Thompson on. We've had Susan Sandberg on. And today we're lucky to have on Don Griffin Jr. Don, <laughs> welcome welcome to Big Talk. Uh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, you've seen his signs all over town, the signs on the sides of his car, dealing with his realty business. You've also seen his four mayor signs. Don Griffin is running for the Democratic nomination. Uh, he has made a name for himself here in Bloomington in this century, millennium, <laughs> the you. 2000s. <laughs> Hey, from April 2021 to December 2022, he was the deputy mayor here in Bloomington, only giving up that job when he decided to run for mayor because uh, it's a lot of work all around. <laughs> it is a lot of work. It would be very hard to do a 60 to 80 hour job and run a campaign, which I'm I'm finding uh happens to take a, a lot of time as well, a lot of time at work as well. So. Everybody who's a first-time runner for any office learns, oh, my God, what did I get mm -hmm. myself into? <laughs> There's a lot of different parts. Now, let me ask you this question, the same question I've mm -hmm. asked the other two candidates, and it's along those same lines. Why in God's name would you want to be the mayor of this town I, with all the problems, with all the people who get mad at you? I love this community. I I think our best years are ahead of us. I've lived here for all 52 years of my life, uh, and I hope to live here for the next 50 years. And uh, this is an opportunity to take our community forward. You know, it's kind of like uh, my dad's a minister, and he talks about when he became a minister, he talks about a calling, that it wasn't something that he necessarily uh, wanted to do, uh, but it was something that he was called to do. And I kind of feel like if not me, then, then who? Very few people have had the opportunity to uh, experience Bloomington in the ways that I've experienced it. I've experienced it as a child going through uh, uh, the MCCSC uh, system. Uh, I, I met my wife here. I've been a young adult here. I, star I, I started, my only job I've ever had at 21 years old uh, was a, a real estate uh, agent. And so I, I later on became a, a company owner, a, a, uh, uh, the, the, probably the largest uh, African-American owned company in Bloomington. And then I had an opportunity to uh, run the city, be the, the, be the deputy mayor for the last uh, almost two years. And so I'm well equipped and I can see Bloomington uh, through all different sides. And, uh, and I think I can represent a, a, lot, of different, uh, a lot of different people. Uh, and I just want to push us forward. I think uh, uh, together, uh, we can be the best community in the entire country. That's my goal. Now, what does the deputy mayor of Bloomington do? A lot of people, it surprises me how many people don't understand that. Right. So the deputy mayor is appointed by the mayor to run the city. 
Uh, there are 16 different departments, police department, fire department, legal, hand, uh, the BT transit, um, on and on and on, uh, all parking enforcement. Uh, every single department head reports to the deputy mayor. Hmm. So that's one of the jobs that, that, uh, that, that he's responsible for, being on the a team that decides what direction we go in. That's another thing. So, so budgeting, um, negotiating the contracts with the union, you're in charge of that. Uh, it, it is a job that never ends. You are, um, I mean, my gosh, you're, you're also the mayor when the mayor is out of town. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I've been, I've been acting mayor dozens of times. So it, it's it's a lot of responsibility. I, I think in two years I took off six days. So you've got your hands, your eyes, your ears mm-hmm. in every single aspect of the city as the deputy mayor. As the deputy mayor, absolutely. It's so my, you know what the heck you're stepping into. Y- yes, I do. And it's a lot. <laughs> and you're still doing it. It is. I, I, I have to question your sanity it almost. Is, <laughs> it's one of those things because, you know, um, yes, you have big plans, right? The, as, as the mayor, the mayor gets to develop big plans, but it's the daily ins and outs that, uh, uh, you know, the best laid plans, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, uh, there are things that happen. I mean, the first uh, – within the first month, we had a flood. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, oh my gosh! So I'm out with boots. I'm d- talking to downtown uh, uh, property owners and uh, restaurants and asking them, what do we do next? How do what can we? How can we help you? Uh, pan, you know, we had a pandemic, uh, uh, so we we had to figure out how to how to keep the downtown open. I mean, it, it was there's a lot that has to you know uh, gas leaks. I mean, there you have to look at it as every problem being an opportunity to make things better. Interestingly, though, if I may, uh, Don Griffin Jr., when you're the mayor, when you're the deputy mayor, whenever you're in charge, Mm -hmm. everybody blames you for whatever. If there there was a heavy snowfall, it's your fault. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, and what you have to keep telling yourself, because you, at the end, you you do. You You have to rely on so many different people. You have to remember, you're surrounded by uh, very intelligent people uh, who are experts in their fields. But at the end of the day, uh, the fire chief is calling you, asking you, so the, I've got this problem. What do you do? The police uh, also, what, what, you know, what, what should, how should we go? What direction you should go in? And you have to be willing to make hard choices. You tell yourself constantly, leadership is lonely. Right. Uh, because everyone's not going to be happy with the decision that you have that that you make. You're almost guaranteed to make people unhappy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but you have to be willing to put yourself out on the line and say this is what's best for the community. And and yes, you're you're you you have to have a thick skin and know that you know that that uh, that all your decisions are not going to be liked by everyone. But you have to look. And sometimes the decisions you make are not necessarily the decisions that you would part that would that would benefit you personally the best. You have to think about who who does this, you know, how is this affecting the general population, and go for it. Well, let's find out who Don Griffin Jr. 
is. But before we do that, I want to give out some of these very important dates. Monday, April 3rd, will be the last day to register to vote and be able to vote in the primary. Tuesday, April 4th, is the first day of early voting for the primary. Tuesday, May 2nd, is primary election day. And then we jump all the way to Tuesday, November 7th, for the general election day. Mm -hmm. Thus far, there are only the three Democratic candidates running in the primary. There is a candidate, an independent, who is uh, trying to get enough signatures to also be put on the ballot. Mm -hmm. The Republicans have not put up a candidate yet. They do have the option to do that until July. They can caucus in a candidate. So we'll see what happens. Is it going to be just the three? Is it going to be more? We'll find out. One of them is Don Griffin Jr. He's here with us today. As he said, he grew up here in Bloomington. As a kid, Hmm. you played the saxophone. (laughs) I did. Uh, uh, even even a little in 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 uh, college, oh. uh, I, I started in uh, in middle school, bachelor middle school, uh, Pavoka. I can't remember what Mister Pavoka's first name is, but <laughs> trombonist. Uh, started with the alto sax, and then I was uh, in the jazz band and um, uh, a marching band uh, at Bloomington High School South wow. uh, with uh, uh, Dubinsky, and I played baritone sax in the jazz band. You're a singer, too, or have been. I was a singer. I was in Sounds of South. If anyone uh, knows Sounds of South uh, in in um, in uh, high school. And I actually, at, when I went off to uh, college, I was with the Hampton Singers. I went to Hampton University, and uh-huh. uh, and there was a, there's a choir that's kind of famous uh, called uh, ha- the Hampton Singers. So I was in that as well. Not not a good singer. Let's 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 just be honest. <laughs> I'm definitely a background singer. You don't want to hear me as a solo. You know? I understand your your little sister is quite the singer. Uh, my little sister is. Uh, uh, I think she goes off of Marcella Music and uh, had a number one album for several weeks in the UK. Even though she is uh, uh, stationed in LA, and so uh, they really like her uh, in England. Uh, my son is also a, a, an actual amazing. Uh, he's in the opera program here at Indiana University Jacobs. Uh, he studies uh, musical performance, and I think he, he is also uh, in uh, musical theater. Uh, he's Dexter's amazing. Now, music runs through the family, and apparently service runs through the family as well, because I understand your dad was the second African-American Bloomington Police Department officer in this town. You're, you're absolutely right. He was uh, going to school uh, here at IU, and uh, we, we, my mom got pregnant with Marcella, and uh, instead of going off to law school, he signed up to, uh, to be a Bloomington police officer, uh-huh. and we ended up staying for a lot longer, uh, oh. <laughs> a lot longer. So yes, uh, my dad, Don Griffin Sr., was a BPD officer for many, many years. Now, you said he was in the religion area. My dad's a minister. He is currently a minister, a Baptist minister for Second Baptist in Bedford is his, is his church. Well, you uh, toyed around with that idea a little bit. Wow. Yeah, you've done your research. I, um, there, there was a time in my life that you know, I had, had made decent money as a, as a real estate agent. 
and but it still wasn't it wasn't uh, what was fulfilling uh, me. I didn't know if it was really my purpose. And then, uh, and so I was going to become a chaplain. Yes, I, I, I wasn't being fulfilled. I had, I had made decent money in real estate, and I knew that that just wasn't, uh, wasn't what life was all about. There was something money st- was good, but money it, was it good, wasn't... but it it just it wasn't fulfilling yeah. uh, my purpose, and so uh, I was uh, thinking about becoming a chaplain more than thinking about. It. I closed my office and wow. uh, my storefront office at uh, at the uh, uh, downtown. Went upstairs and said, "You know what? I'm I'm gonna stop doing any no no more advertising. I'm going to just work with people that need help." And focus on first-time home buyers. Focus on getting people to the next chapter in their life. And if they need me, they'll reach out to me. Huh. And you know, and I'll make money while you know to help me get through school. And what ended up I grew out my hair. I had dreadlocks. I had oh my god, I had dreadlocks. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, all down my back, and would ride my bike into to work. And we lived in a little seven hundred square foot uh, uh, house on Bryant. But what ended up happening is it changed it 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 made my business become more of a ministry because uh-huh. it wasn't about money. It was about helping people. It's about educating people. And I ended up loving what I did. And what ended up happening is I it, the success that I was searching for before, uh, I, I surpassed that. Because it wasn't about the money, we st- I stopped. Instead of doing advertising, we would invest in the community. We would sponsor uh, scholarships. We would give to the uh, Eskenazi Museum for Art. We would sponsor events for Wonder Lab or sponsor events for uh, um, uh, NAACP. So what we did, the idea was, instead of uh, advertising the company become ambassadors for community. Uh-huh. And so that's the culture that I created at Griffin Realty. The people that work for us, every single person that works at Griffin Realty has never been in sales. Hmm. They are people who are generally out there to help you get to the next chapter in your life. I, didn't, I, I don't mean that as a plug, but, uh, but that's, that's who we are. That's and, what you do. And that's what we do. But uh, thanks for for reminding me <laughs> where 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 all that came from. But I think you that's kind of why you've seen me uh, doing things in the community. Uh, you, you, the service. Oh uh, boy, my goodness! Let me let me read off a little. I hope I I, I, I don't make you blush over here. But I'm going to read off uh, the boards you've served on, the Eskenazi uh, Museum of Art, the Monroe County History Center, the Project School, Habitat for Humanity of Monroe County. You've served on the board of the Lotus World Music Festival and, and of course, the Bloomington Board of Realtors. You've won a few awards, too. Uh, You've won the Indiana University Bicentennial Award. You've won Bloomington's Black History Month Visionary Award. You've also won Bloomington's Martin Luther King Jr. Legacy Award. You've been around, Don. (laughs) (laughs) You've done a few things. Uh, Yeah, more to do, though. More to do. We've got more to do. How many hours a day does it take to run for mayor? Oh, my gosh. 
it, it it's you know it it's a lot of I tell you what I'm drinking a lot of coffee and tea <laughs> I am at a lot of uh, 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 cafes uh, talking to people I'm knocking on doors uh it it's it is a slog I'm asking for money which I've never done before that's that that's is tough. A, that is a new experience for me and that's probably my honestly that's my weakest uh that's that's, that's my weakest uh thing to do is to yeah. ask for money um but it's hard it's one of the hardest things that I've ac- actually ever done my goodness I I can't imagine uh doing that it must take up morning till night as you indicate so, but let's go back. Uh, let's go back to what you. I heard that you're a Mini Cooper geek. <laughs> I am a Mini Cooper geek. Yes. Why? Uh, you know. Oh my gosh! Honestly, mm, you know, we live in Southern Indiana, okay? right? And I started in this business at the age of twenty-one. African American man. Uh. uh and I, but I've always had a love for cars. Always, I collect Hot Wheels. I collect remote control cars. I Hot Wheels. Have, <laughs> I have skateboards. I have motor. I, I love. So, so what do you do? You're a young person, and you you buy cars, and you know, and I, you know, so I bought, you know, I'd buy a Mercedes or, you know, and and here's the thing, they weren't. Expensive cars, they were usually used. They right. were $4,000 or whatever. But the looks of some of the people that I dealt with, I got, I, I, uh, there was a certain, I mean, I'm just being real, there was a certain thing uh, where there were people that wouldn't work with me because they, they didn't, I don't think they liked seeing an African American, young African American in a, uh, fancy what they consider a fancy car, and they they come to conclusions. Perhaps there you go. They yeah. come to conclusions about what where my money comes from and that kind of thing. And yeah. the Mini Cooper, my first Mini Cooper, it it, it brought smiles to everyone's face that <laughs> I can No matter what kind of house I pulled up into, whether it, it was a starter home or a large house, it brought a smile to everyone's face. And uh, no one asked me where it was from, and so you didn't get that uh, uh, hang up. And uh, and it was still fun to drive. It was an amazing car just to <laughs> to get on the road and just take a road trip. And and I fell in love with that car, uh, uh, just the the idea of that car. So I do. I still have Mini Coopers. Yet uh, some of them are really fast. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> hey, got hey, me trouble. Trouble, Don. I have to confess. I don't think I'd fit into one of those. Yes, you little, would. Yes, you, think you would. So? Oh, yes, yes, yes. No yes. kidding. Oh yeah, I had uh, I had Isak, uh, who's a tall gentleman, uh, uh, in my car a couple of, like a couple of weeks ago, and it was plenty of room. You can fold yourself up you and can, get in there. You can, you'd, you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you were profiled in Bloom magazine a few years ago, and uh, you you offered this quote. I want to be always reinventing myself. What does that mean? I think I think by the I, I think I'll be eighty years old trying to figure out what's next. Uh, I, I'm always trying to figure out what's next and it's where it's never we're headed. complete. It's never complete. We are. We, I don't think we should ever be established. 
right? I, th- I think, and maybe that's f- coming from a poor kid, uh, uh, always trying to um, uh, figure out the next thing. I remember my the logo that everyone sees, the uh, Griffith that where I'm leaning against the G. That was because I was trying to save money. I was trying to, I had to buy ads in the paper, and you, you needed a space for the company name. You needed a space for your own name. You needed a space for the picture and contact information. And it was the line, I'd, it was, you know, you're paying per line, and it was like, oh, my gosh, this is so expensive. <laughs> so combining my name with a picture of me leaning against the G was a way for me to, uh, uh, to shorten the amount of space I needed in the paper. <laughs> and what ended up happening, that became the first actual realtor logo in the entire country. Huh. By accident. It wasn't, <laughs> it was just invention. It was, you know, you, you create things by uh, try, trying to save money sometimes. Our guest this week, Don Griffin Jr., he's the candidate for mayor in the Democratic primary, which is coming up starting early voting in early April, and the actual election day itself is May 2nd, Tuesday, May 2nd. If you want information on Don Griffin Jr. and his campaign, go to griffinformayor.org. He is running against Kerry Thompson and Susan Sandberg in that primary. We'll find out if an independent or a Republican jumps in the race. They can do it. What, Don, are the problems that you've heard in your talking to people? What are the problems of Bloomington that you're going to have to try to solve? Yeah. I mean, there there are... A lot of things that we have to be conscious of uh, for our our growth, uh, and and I do, you know, we we have folks who are not sure about uh, how we should grow or if we should grow. I, I'm I'm of the mindset that Bloomington is growing, so uh, we we need to make sure that we're in control of it and we uh, have a, a clear idea of what we want our community to look like and feel like. I think for me, so I hear what people are saying, but but uh, I'm going to tell you the things that I'm concerned with. Okay. I'm, I'm concerned with job growth. I'm concerned with, and not just regular, you know, our, our numbers are always decent as far as the unemployed. Huh. However, what kind of jobs are we talking about? Bloomington is becoming a have and have not community. Ooh. We we don't have enough higher paying jobs. We we're always talking about the boomerangs, right? And how yes. great the boomerangs are, but we never ask ourselves why do people have to leave? Yeah. That's a problem that we need to solve. I, I So it's a brain drain in a it's sense. It's a brain drain. Twenty three to thirty three years old. I'm calling that the lonely decade. Huh. Because, uh, you know, after school, there's either not enough jobs or, um, or, or not enough high-paying jobs. They have to leave. Or even there's, there's not enough things for them to do. There's the, the, the community is, is set aside for students. It's gr- a great community for uh, those that are retiring. It's always one of the top ten places to retire in the entire country. Even if you're starting a family, it's a great place to to live. But 
that 23 to 33-year-old range, not enough to do, not enough uh, high-paying jobs, and housing, the housing cost, are, is, 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 if you can find a house, is so Oh, high. my gosh. Uh, housing is, 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 you know, going back to what I agree with as well as the community agrees with, housing is a major concern. Only 38% of the folks within city limits uh, actually own housing. Huh. And uh, the rest rent. And uh, I know people are going to say, but, you know, those, you know you've got uh, a lot of those are, are students. Well, yes, but how come people who are not students can't live within city limits? Yeah. We need to be thinking about that. The other thing is uh, our, our, a lot of people are concerned about the unhoused. And uh, I'm also concerned about the unhoused, but I'm more concerned uh, when when I when people say unhoused, I think it's simplifying the the issue. We've got a mental health crisis and yep. we've got a substance abuse crisis that we have got to address. It can't be a we can't say oh we're the city uh, and it's a county thing. Right. And the county can't say we're not getting enough money from the state. We all have to bind together and help the least of ours. Like we what the other I, I say uh, together we will, and that means. All of us. We're going to move forward all together. You know, Bloomington should be a community for uh, that. If you're poor, it's a community that that says you can do better here in Bloomington. If you're rich, please come to Bloomington. You can be do better in Bloomington. But it's a community for all. Not only do you say together we will, mm-hmm. but your campaign slogan is believe, believe in, in Bloomington. Bloomington. Yes. Yes. And you do. I do believe in Bloomington. I'm also asking you to believe in me because I am Bloomington. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit of both. But I do. I believe Bloomington can be a shining example of a progressive, multi-generational community. I want Boulder, Colorado to be looking at Bloomington and saying, what are they doing? Right. What are they doing right? And I think we have to be bold about who we are to separate ourselves from the rest of what Indiana is thinking and what people view Indiana as. We are progressives. We need to be that big blueberry in that bowl of tomato soup, just (laughs) saying, this is who we are. If you have these ideas and these beliefs, come here to Bloomington. Don Griffin Jr. running for the Democratic nomination for mayor here in Bloomington. Got some heavy hitters behind him. His campaign co-chairs are Jim Sims, the outgoing city council member, and Kate Rosenberger, the not outgoing, the (laughs) in city council member. And John Hamilton, when he chose you and appointed you the deputy mayor, said that your personal energy and your experience, your commitment to the community, your deep roots, all bode well. This is a quote from him. All bode well for our community's future. You want to be the mayor. I do. The last day to register the vote is April 3rd, Monday. First day of early voting is April 4th. Tuesday, May 2nd is primary election day. Tuesday, November 7th is general election day. Three people running for the Democratic nomination. Don Griffin Jr. with us today. Thanks. Thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun. 